This is the official Waukee Community School District podcast, Talk the Walk, presented by Unity Point Health Des Moines. Thank you for checking out the Talk the Walk podcast, the official podcast of the Waukee Community School District presented by Unity Point Health Des Moines. My name is A.G. Ellingson, Communications Coordinator for the District, and we are celebrating National School Counselors Week. And today we're at Maple Grove Elementary speaking with two of our counselors, Melissa Stone and Betsy Atwood. First of all, happy School Counselors Week to both of you. Thank you. Thank you. You deserve more than a week, but we'll just <laughs> take this for, for today, right? It's been a fun week. Good. All right. So let's start with your roles in the district. Melissa is a school guidance counselor. Betsy is a student services counselor. How are they similar? How are they different? And then kind of the roles that you play uh, here at Maple Grove and through the district. I can start because, so this is Melissa. I'm um, the full-time counselor here at Maple Grove. And so I'm here all day, every day. And um, my role is actually professional school counselor. And there's a question later that I'll get into the difference between guidance counselor and professional counselor or school counselor. But really, one of the main roles of the school counselor is to teach skills. And so if you think of, there's a process called the MTSS process. And in this process, um, every student is getting exactly what they need. and. Tier one is everybody in the classroom getting what they need um, for the standards that we teach. And so I would say I spend 50% of my time teaching specific skills to all students. Um, The other 50% is working with small groups and individuals, and that's kind of where Betsy's role comes in too. Yeah, so as the student services counselor, I'm also a professional school counselor, but my role just happens to look different here. Um, I'm half-time at Maple Grove, and I'm half-time at another elementary school as well, and I just really focus in on being able to do small groups with kids. Um, We work on building social skills, building emotional skills, um, and then doing one-on-ones as well. I love it. So you're interacting with kids from the moment you walk in to the moment Mm -hmm. you leave, and that's such a powerful thing. Okay, so we are at an elementary school. We often hear life at an elementary school. It can be crazy. It can be fun. It can be joyful. It can be all of the above. You kind of start kids in their educational journey, and then by the time they leave, they're kind of, you know, figuring out life and figuring out what's next and what's important to them. So how important are the conversations that you have? I mean, because they're different conversations, first grade to fifth grade. For sure. And um, I actually started my career as a teacher, and I feel like I changed career paths because of this exact thing. So I believe school counselors have one of the biggest impacts within the school setting because you are teaching them such important skills that will help them throughout their entire life. And I believe teachers do that as well. Classroom teachers do that as well. But as a school counselor, you're working with everybody in kindergarten all the way up through fifth grade. So I get to see every single student in the school. And I pride myself on knowing every kid's name in the school, which is 700 kids because you just form such a good relationship with them. Um, So we're teaching them things like how to be a good partner, how to solve conflict, how to manage their emotions, coping skills, learning how to overcome obstacles, how to navigate through school, um, and just figure out subjects and areas that they are passionate about. And ultimately, you just are wanting them to have the skills to be an amazing positive leader and a good friend and a responsible young person, which hopefully will lead to a responsible adult by the time they, you know, leave their education world of K-12. I think to this age is so important to work on our social emotional skills. Mm -hmm. You know, if you think of 
learning anything, we talk about how uh, malleable kids' brains are, right? How you're growing and you're changing. It's a great time to learn a new language. It's a great time to learn music. What's well, really a great time to learn how to be a good friend. It's really a great time to learn how to handle your anger. Um, you're building and practicing those skills at a time when your brain is growing and ready to do that. And then they, those skills can take you throughout your life. Um, I also laugh. Um, Sometimes, uh, years back, it's not as popular of a term now, but years back, kids would use the term anger management fairly often. Mrs. Atwood, I should work on anger management. Mm -hmm. And it would always make me laugh because I would say, you know, the things that we teach and learn about how to handle feelings like anger in kindergarten and third grade, those are honestly the same skills that grown adults work on and try and practice and learn. Mm -hmm. And so it truly is the stuff that will take you through your life. So a lot of the conversations when we talk about, I mean, everything that you just mentioned and probably more are sometimes confidential. They're sometimes really tough, mm -hmm. tough topics. So I don't, we don't need details or anything like that, but what, but what do you want the community to know about, about what happens in your office when it's, when it's you and a kiddo and you're working through mm -hmm. some tough stuff? I think um, most often when I'm seeing kids, a lot of times they might come in upset because I'm very much a responsive service. So something happened at recess, they're upset and they need a calm down break or they need to cool down or they need to talk a problem out. And um, a lot of times the most important thing for Betsy and I to do in our office is to be a great listener and listen to their feelings and validate their feelings because to an adult it might seem minor, right? But to this child, it's a big deal. And so I think to be heard that this is a big deal in my world right now and to have that validated is hugely important. So um, something that we do is definitely validate their feelings. Um, and then if it's a conversation that um, is serious or scary or something that parents need to know about, especially at this young level, both Betsy and I are parents, and I tell kids all the time in my office, I think this is something mom and dad need to know about. And um, sometimes they might be scared to tell mom and dad whatever is going on, but I tell them, your mom and dad love you more than anybody. I know this because I am a mom, and I know that your mom and dad want to know this and need to know this. So I can help you tell them, or if you would rather me tell them, um, I can do that too. And so I think very much letting them know if it's a conversation that needs to be shared with parents that I can help you through that process because we want to partner with parents. You know, we are supporting parents just as much as kids because parenting is hard and having a kid in elementary, I, I know this too, your kid is gone from you for eight hours of yeah. the day. That's a big chunk of time. And so having them know what's going on and how they can help at home just makes a world of difference in the school. This year has been uh, unique in, in so many ways, but one of my favorite parts about my job is I get to go in and, and see teachers and see counselors and see lunch and recess associates <laughs> just having fun and enjoying, oh, sure. enjoying life and enjoying life. So favorite moment, favorite, I mean, it can be this year, it can be the past couple of years, just, just something that sticks out. Betsy and I were talking about this earlier because <laughs> we were just thinking – as an elementary school, and especially Maple Grove, is just a fun place to be. I mean, last time I was here, they were hulaing in the in the parking lot. Right? right. So staff is amazing. Kids are amazing. I feel like when you walk in, there is a sense of joy and fun in what we do. Um, and so I have to let Betsy share her funny experience from 
this year with Jennifer Lopez is involved in this. (laughs) Well, um, Mrs. Stone does this wonderful thing. Um, She'll create displays outside of her office for a variety of things. But one thing she'll do is she'll place um, famous people and leaders and just pictures um, on the wall. And then a who am I? And so at one point this year, she had a picture of J-Lo up there. Um, and it brightened my day and made me incredibly happy when one of the second graders walking by said, is that Mrs. Atwood? And it was J-Lo. So, you know, I've never heard that before. I'll never hear it again. But I was so grateful for that second grader to lift my spirits that day. That's J-Lo on the wall. <laughs> I love that. So that's an awesome story. I, yeah. I mean, I can see the second graders, first graders. For sure. Yeah. That sounds about Miss Atwood is very beautiful, so there you go. <laughs> and J-Lo is such a positive leader, so there that's another great thing. Um, something I notice is, so every time I start guidance, every single grade level, Betsy talked about coping skills are so important. And the coping skills you have in kindergarten could be the same ones you use when you're a 35-year-old woman, right? <laughs> or man. Um, but... I start every guidance lesson with big, deep breaths, and I teach the importance of how to breathe deeply because this is one of the easiest coping skills. It's one of the um, simplest coping skills. You can do it anywhere. I tell them often, I was doing deep breaths in the car with my children in the back because I was getting frustrated. I could tell my body was getting, um, you know, angry. And so I do deep breaths with them, and often I ask give me thumb up if you did a deep breath this week. And we will have kids all around the class in every grade level saying that they practice that skill. And it just warms my heart because they're learning these skills that sometimes adults don't even have these coping skills yet. And so when I think back to, you know, the reason why we do what we do and we want to have these responsible adults someday that are taking care of us, they're already learning these such pivotal skills. And so that's one thing that every time that I go in, I just am like, have you used your deep breaths this week? Did it help? And sometimes they'll share experiences. And I have one more good one. Um, I was working with a first grader on just coping skills when he has strong emotions. And parents had reached out and said, hey, we're seeing some things at home, can you help? And I said, oh my gosh, of course, we'll give him some coping skills and we'll talk through some things. And so one of the skills that we gave him is when he's feeling angry, you know, he can do his deep breaths, but he can also use his voice and say what is wrong and try and communicate that. And he said, so we talked about a bug and a wish, which that's very simple for kids, especially first graders. It bugs me when you steal my pencil. I wish you would stop. And so it's almost just a sentence starter, right? The bugs me when I wish. And he came back the next day. We had talked about it. And he goes, Mrs. Stone, I did a bug and a wish with my mom and it didn't work. So (laughs) he said... I, you know, mom, it bugs me when you do this. I wish you would stop. And I thought, don't do it with mom and dad. Do it with friends. But I'm glad you were using your voice. So good. Yeah. I, I think all three of those stories just sum up, like, what life can be like. And some, you never oh, know sure. what you're going to, from J-Lo to telling mom what you wish. Right? <laughs> it's true. You're listening to the Talk the Walk podcast. More with counselors Melissa Stone and Betsy Atwood in just a moment. But first, a word with our sponsor of Talk the Walk, Unity Point Health Des Moines. I'm here with Dr. Sarah Jones of Unity Point Clinic Family Medicine, Waukee. Dr. Jones, why are physicals important for kids? 
We love seeing kids for their yearly physicals for a lot of different reasons. The most important part is that we're keeping kids healthy. So these physical visits are prevention visits. We want to make sure that your vaccines are up to date, that all your vital signs are looking good, and that we're talking to you about things that you need to do to stay healthy, like wearing your sunscreen, getting your veggies in every day, and making sure that you're exercising and limiting screen time. That's Dr. Sarah Jones with Unity Point Clinic Family Medicine, Waukee. We are back at Maple Grove Elementary with school counselors Melissa Stone and Betsy Atwood. So when I was kind of researching, prepping for this podcast, mm-hmm. I typed in school counselors. And one of the things I clicked on was personality traits of a school counselor. And the thing that popped up the most was sense of humor, oh. which kind of surprised me. But then mm-hmm. like now that I think about it and put some thought into it, I agree. And, and being able to see the two of you work and talk about your prof- – like, mm-hmm. I agree with that too. So I just kind of – obviously that's probably one thing that you both have is a great sense of humor. What else does it take to be a kind of a a, a positive uh, enforcer of of a school counselor in an elementary building? I think it can be different for a lot of school counselors, right? So we bring who we are to the table. And I think it's important to be authentic and real. Um, That's true for everybody. You can tell when a person is authentic with you. And so for some of us, it is energy and excitement. And that's important, of course. Um, But being a listener, being patient, being understanding. I always think, you know, as an adult, when I talk about my stressors and my problems and my frustrations, I want to be heard. Um, I don't always want someone to fix it, but I do want to be heard. And so I think bringing that, bring, bringing authenticity, bringing listening skills, and really being able to hear a, a child is important. Mm-hmm. Um, I had someone, when I was interviewing counselors, when I was going through my master's program, um, say to me that the counselor should be the friendliest person in the entire school. Friendly to kids, friendly to staff, friendly to um, parents. And it really stuck with me because if you think about it, we're working with all of those people on a daily basis. And so... Um, no I can, pressure, right? No, to be the no pressure, right? But, you know, sometimes parents, they might get upset with something and they need someone to listen to them and hear um, what's going on and maybe work to find a solution. So I think being the friendliest person in the school is super important. And I think also with kids, it helps you to build such a great relationship with them when you are friendly, when you give hugs, when you smile, when you you know, um, take an interest in them, it goes a long way. I, again, think back to my time at elementary school and kind of, I don't think I gave counselors enough credit for what they did um, in my education growing up too. So, but I also think that, that, that what, I, what I remember and what I see that everybody doing here is not, is not the same. It's just mm-hmm. There's different topics of conversation, different activities, more involvement. So just your thoughts on just the evolution of the, the counseling position and, and maybe even the importance of that position uh, to kiddos. I would say, you know, it's evolved so much to the point that a lot of us didn't even have school counselors as kids. So I think growing up in my school district, which was smaller, I did not have one. It was an unknown job to me um, until I was in high school. And at that point, I really only recognized the role as someone who linked you to college, who helped with your schedule, which at an older level is a really important part. We help with graduation requirements Mm -hmm. if you happen to be a counselor at that older level. Um, But I came to school counseling in a different path. I was a mental health counselor and an addictions counselor before I did this. 
Um, and a number of years ago, I happened to be a guest in a school providing some services. And as I was there in a few different schools, I saw school counselors in action, and I just admired it so much. I hadn't even recognized the role. I saw them teaching skills in the classroom. Oh, gosh, that looks great. I saw them responding and creating small groups of kids um, to just address whatever skill needed to be built. I saw them doing big celebrations and big school-wide campaigns to help build various things, whether it's leadership skills or whether it's, you know, spreading kindness by doing good deeds for the community. And I thought, oh my goodness, that looks like the best job in the world. Um, And so I took some extra credits and made that shift because I was so impressed with the role. Mm -hmm. And historically... School counselors, this is what I was talking about at the beginning of um, the podcast, they have been known as guidance counselors because their role was to guide students really to college or a career, and they would write letter of recommendations, and they would help with classes and schedules, and now it's so much more comprehensive. Yeah. So we start teaching in kindergarten some social-emotional learning skills, and yeah. that's a big part of what we do, um, along with academic skills, so being organized, working with others, and then college and career is our other kind of area that we work on. I think that's probably never going, that part of it probably it will, will never, never go, go away. away. That's the... But then we're also very much, um, as times changed, counselors have become more trauma-informed, and we support families, and we help provide resources, and Betsy does a lot of that and does a really great program in the, um, during holiday time called Give Love, and that's all the counselors doing, Um, and it's just a way to help support families during a time where maybe lots of presents are going around, and... um, they just help families find a way to give presents to their kids too that maybe can't do that. And so we have a we think of the child as, you know, a whole child and they come with lots of things that are happening at home to the school and how do we support them in all areas. So I love I love I mean, it's so much fun because you're right. Like you think about what it was and what it is For and sure. how much more and how much more there is. Mm-hmm. Such a powerful resource. Okay, we talked about favorite stories. Let's just talk about <laughs> kind of the, like the, the projects that I'm gonna do this forever. You know, or, yeah. or something that just that resonates with these kids. Do you have any that kind of jump off the page of of your favorite <laughs> topics of? Okay, I have to say that it's funny. I wish we could ask kids this, what they think Miss Stone would say. Because <laughs> it seems like, and this is another reason why I went into this particular field. Every time I go in and I do a lesson, I said, okay, guys, this is my favorite unit. And they're like, you said that about the last unit. <laughs> I'm like, no, really, this one is my favorite. I just love the content that we teach because it is such life skills. And it helps them to just be better people. So some of the big main units that we do is regulating emotions, school skills that you need, um, friendship skills. My one, I should say, okay, one of my favorites. It's, they're all <laughs> my favorite. Is the college and career. I yeah. love that one. I was there last, it was, you were it was there, fantastic. yes. And we it. make a week out of it and mm-hmm. we have dress up yeah. days and we invite parents to come in and talk and um, it just gets them excited about their future. And something else I tell them, which sometimes I think goes unnoticed, um, is that guidance or classroom counseling time is not graded. You're never going to get a grade for this. I'm never giving you homework. I'm giving you skills to try out. And you try them out, and if they work for you, they work for you. And so if you think about how do you make your program relevant if you're not giving a grade, right? Um, 
you have to make it be fun, right? And engaging and they have to see that, wow, deep breaths actually do work. And so I'm going to try it out. And what Miss Stone says, you know, there is some greatness to it. So let's, I'm going to try it out in my own life. So yeah, I think those are kind of my main big, great lesson projects that we do throughout the year. One of my favorite things, um, then I'm just thinking of it as I hear you talk right now, Mrs. Mm -hmm. Stone, is like the joy that you bring to it too. Mm -hmm. So I think sometimes when we think about counseling, we think of all the serious things because we are dealing with big emotions and sometimes heavy life circumstances. Um, but I love that you just bring it in with joy. And so mm -hmm. I think that is so important for our kids to see everybody needs these skills. We can be excited when we mm -hmm. learn them and talk about them. And it doesn't always have to be heavy and serious. We can approach mm -hmm. it with joy. Um, one of my other favorite things, um, which surprised me a little bit, um, is a group I do called Kindergarten Club. Um, I used to work with adults. I used to work with older students. And sure enough, as an elementary counselor, one of my favorite things, <laughs> kindergarten. Um, and so I run a ton of kindergarten club groups every year. And the idea is, is that that is a giant, giant life step for a kid to come to school. And so I love to just provide a little extra support. So we'll pull together kids. If we just need to learn that kindergarten routine and you need a little extra one-on-one -on -one time to remember and figure out, okay, this is where I put my stuff in the morning. This is how I um, handle my papers. Um, then I do a kindergarten club on learning those routines. Or if we just need to grow more comfortable in the school, I do a kindergarten club on increasing our comfort and connection here at school. Um, and so, and I try and again, that's another time where we're just showing that counseling and having those kinds of supports is normal. It's easy. It's fun. Mm -hmm. um, one of my favorite parts about that kindergarten club where we're increasing kids' comfort is we'll do a scavenger hunt. And it's a scavenger hunt of the school and they go around and they get to find where the principal is and say hi. And mm -hmm. they get to find where the school nurse is and remember, oh, what does a school nurse do? Um, and again, just creating that connection with school, that comfort with school. Um, because it's so important. But then also those skills of how to greet someone yeah. and how to yeah. be comfortable around an adult yeah. and talk to them and yeah. know they're a safe person. Another one that I didn't mention that I have to because it's one of Waukee's um, main pillars that we've been working on is equity and diversity. And so that's another unit that I just, I love to do and I love to talk about. And um, one in third grade, Specifically, we talk about different cultures around the world, and sometimes we go into like different music that people listen to and different food that people eat, and um, they can bring some of their own culture into those lessons too, and to have them share about something that maybe they don't typically share about because it's not maybe an American culture holiday or something that we do um, every day in the United States. It brings so much happiness and so much like, look at what we do. Let me share about my favorite holiday that we celebrate. And then to have kids hear about it, it's like, wow, I never knew about that holiday. It sounds amazing. And so you're just building just great skills. I feel like yeah. that's why school counseling is so amazing. So, <laughs> yeah. Okay, this, this next one, while we're talking, I thought of it. It's not on the list of talking yeah. points I sent over to you. So I, could, I can tell that... You're, I mean, you're all prepared. For, try to be prepared for anything. For sure. I think also then in the opposite, when we see some of those horrific things happening across mm -hmm. the country, it's a negative. For there's sure. Been a, there's been a death. There's been... Mm -hmm. the, one of the first things that comes out is counselors are available. For sure. Like starting at 4 a.m. and they'll be available. So how do you kind of 
because you have to be ready for everything. There's maybe the steps that you got that you take just to always be kind of ready because you don't know what's coming in your door next. Mm-hmm. How hard is that? How how do you balance balance all of that? So we'll go back to Mrs. Stone's deep breaths. Um, <laughs> we take That's a right. big deep breath, um, and I think one of the things I always try and remind myself, um, whether it's the small things with kids or really big things, is just the importance of listening and being present and being able to support people while they go through what they're gonna go through. Um, When there's horrific things that happen, we're gonna feel scared and we're gonna feel sad and we're gonna feel angry and we're gonna have all of those things. And you don't need me to fix it and you don't need me to rush you through it. But if I can be here to listen mm-hmm. and to support um, and to just be present with you, that's the most important thing. Mm-hmm. And so knowing you don't need a lot of special things, you just need to be willing to do that. And sometimes I think we don't give kids enough credit. I think sometimes we think they don't understand. They don't understand yeah. what just happened in our world. Maybe a big tragic event happens. But they do. And I think being willing to say, did anyone see kind of what happened last night? And put it on them. And they'll be willing to talk about it. If, if they do know something, they'll say, you know. And um, letting them lead that conversation and where um, it might go, you can help guide it right to the right place and um, let them know that if you want to talk about this more, you've got safe people here, we're willing to listen. Um, But yeah, I think we don't give kids enough credit for knowing what's going on. And so having the opportunity to talk about it or for an adult to bring it up, a safe adult in their life is huge because then they will, they will talk about it because it's inside and they, maybe they know about it and they want to say something, but if the adult isn't willing to bring it up, then they aren't going to say anything. And then questions just go. And we talked about this a lot in first grade, you know, your mind will worry. And so sometimes I say, what do you guys worry about? And they'll bring up these things. And I'm like, what? You worry about that? But if you never have a chance to talk about it, that worry just like ruminates and gets bigger and it becomes something that isn't anything because we never talked about it or shrank that worry. So, yeah. I put as a talking point is building relationships with kids, but I feel like I should expand on that because mm-hmm. your relationships in this school are, are not just with kids. I, listen, I mean, you're... For sure. So maybe we just leave it at building relationships in the building. How important is it? And then how, I mean, you can't really quantify a time. Like, oh, I spent eight hours a day or eight hours a week building relationships. But how do you kind of make sure that's that's done and you, I mean, the goal is to know everybody's name, so that's part of it. So how, sure. do, you, how, do, you, how do you make that happen? I feel like it's one of the most important things you can do as a school counselor, like I said before. But even if you just walk by our counseling office, I intentionally put interactive things around our space so kids have to come and stop. Like I have a fun fact, like did you all know (laughs) that penguins have really long necks and there's a picture of a penguin it almost looks like a giraffe. Like if you look at the skeleton and so it's just an interesting thing that hooks them to my door or our door because we're right next to each other. And so then they will stop and say hi, and they'll realize, you know, wow, your environment is very welcoming and cozy in here. I can come in here, and I can talk to you. And, you know, the smiles, the hugs, the you are present, you are at the door, you are greeting them, you are after school, you are there. Um, And then bringing joy in all of my lessons, I try to do that too. But I think, yeah, for sure. And then 
I think also Betsy had talked about this earlier, but the listening. I think we never need we should never underestimate the power of a good listener. Because if they're feeling like they're heard, then they know I can go see Miss Atwood or Miss Stone because I know she'll just listen and that's what they want. And so yeah. I find myself um needing to remind myself of this sometimes too. And I do it regularly and 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 it's so key is sometimes, you know, when we're called to help with a problem or there's a challenging situation, it's easy to want to dive into that. But nobody wants to dive into that with a stranger or mm-hmm. nobody wants to dive into that um, with someone that they just don't feel comfortable with yet. Mm-hmm. So I always remember, okay, and I have a whole library of real quick games. Let's oh, play a game. Sure. Is there any game there that looks fun to you? And there are games that take five minutes or, or mm-hmm. even less, but it makes you feel comfortable. Or I'll say, okay, we're going to, you know, I'm called down to talk to you about this, but you know what? I don't know a lot about you yet. Can you tell me what do you like to do for fun? And then we'll just spend time just talking about something they want to talk about that I get to know them. Okay, well, let's come back to this situation. And then it's far Mm -hmm. easier for anyone to talk about the hard thing once you've built that rapport. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, thank you for all that you do. You know, all of your ideas, your games, your Mm -hmm. projects. I, I think it's uh, this conversation has opened my eyes to even more of what I thought you did, and then just mm-hmm. to, to know there's even more than that, I think is a powerful resource. So thank you for what you do. Happy National School Counselors thank you. Week. Thank you. Hope the last two days of your special week are, are awesome, great. too. We appreciate everyone joining us on the Talk the Walk podcast. Thank you to our counselors, Melissa Stone and Betsy Atwood, for joining us today. And thank you to our presenting sponsor, Unity Point Health Des Moines. We're back with another episode of Talk the Walk in just a few weeks. Thanks for listening to Talk the Walk, the official podcast of the Waukee Community School District, presented by Unity Point Health Des Moines.